Hey guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium free 30-day trial when you go to www.gameflyoffer.com slash row. Over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for your Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the show. This is the World of Row Podcast. And introducing your host, standing at 6'5", weighing 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos! Hey guys, alright, let's do this. Sit back, relax, crank up your audio level, and dial it in, because it's time for the World of Roel Podcast! I am your host. My name is Roel. People like to call me Ro sometimes. You guys know me as his podcaster, but I'm a man of several hats. And that's including a loving husband, a caring father, a wonderful friend, and a proud brother and family man. And this is the podcast. Um, every Friday, I give you this amazing podcast on iTunes, Google Play, WorldOfRoe.com, Stitcher Radio. Uh, <laughs> tune in anywhere, any other podcasting app you use. Um, there's a couple of great ways that you can help out, and one of them, of course, is taking the time to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends, tweet it, Instagram it, whatever it is that you do to, to contact with people. Tell them about how you love this amazing podcast and you love hearing this amazing voice. And I deliver the goods to you every single Friday with my guests. Or whatever. You like to hear me talk solo for seven minutes. You can tell me you love my monologues and how I kind of get you jazzed and pumped up for the episode. You can do that. The other way, of course, is going to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash world of row. You can donate a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars a month, whatever it is that you can contribute. You get inside of bonus content, bonus episodes, bonus videos, things of that nature. Please take the time to do so. That would be great. If you can, it's not a big deal, but if you could... Give me that five-star review on iTunes. You have an iPhone. Go do it. It takes like 10 seconds. You have an iTunes account. That's all it, That's all I'm asking for. And I believe me, I know there are thousands of iPhone users out there. Anyway, guys, I've already taken care of a little business. How are y'all doing this week? How's everything going? Is your, is your work week been good? Uh, family time. Have you tried to spend more time with your family if you work a lot? If you're in that type of environment where you're working all the time and you can't see your family, make time to do so. At least say hi, give them a hug, give them a kiss, play with your kids, you know, something. Something, right? Let us acknowledge, let them know that, hey, I know you're there. I'm working hard. Whatever. You guys get the you get what I'm saying. Oh hey man, it's been it's been a week. It's been a long week. Pretty uh pretty adventurous, I have to tell you. Um I had a, I mean, it, it's it's been nothing but work. I mean, nonstop on the go. But I mean, that's what we have to do, right? That's what, so we as adults have to do when you have a family of kids. You have your family kids. You know, you gotta gotta take care of them. You gotta put in the time, and uh, work hard and give it your all. I don't know where I'm going with this, guys. I'm just, I, f- I feel like I'm talking up myself during a during a job interview, and I haven't done one of those in, wow couple years i would say i think the last time i did one i i felt like i didn't do a good job i don't know how do you guys feel when y'all do a job interview you feel kind of nervous 
you feel like you have to oversell yourself. Sometimes I feel like that, you know. I think the last interview I did, I felt like I was overselling, and maybe that's probably maybe that's why I didn't get the job. I don't know. Um, other than that, you know, I I've had a pretty interesting week and uh, just exciting times. You know, December always makes me smile for a number of reasons. I guess because it's Christmas and it's all about family time and. My birthday's this month. Yeah, I, I turn, I turn the big three five this month. I'm looking forward to that. Sort of. I don't know. It makes me feel like I'm getting older. To the that that uh, time's a ticking. I think that's what they say. I don't know. Maybe, perhaps. Yes, they do. Time's ticking. Anyway, guys. So um, <laughs> that's me. Not a whole, not a whole lot going on. But Sunday, guys, I, I I went to a comedy show in Austin, Texas. Yes, yours truly went to a comedy show, and I had actually planned on doing like a a little um, shout out or whatever on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was, but I, I didn't do it. Um, I wanted to kind of keep it on the on the download. But I have two guests this week on the podcast, and I'm going to talk about both guests because one interview ends. And then a few minutes later, the other one begins. So what I'm going to do is you'll hear, you'll hear like a little music gap. And then I'll go right into the other one. So my guests this week are Steve Trevino and John Stringer. Two awesome comedians. If you're in Austin in the San Antonio area, John is around. But Steve is a big, is an up-and-coming comedian. He's awesome. I was going to say like a big comedian. He is really good. Um, he's got a show on Netflix called Relatable. It is hilarious. And what the cool thing is is about with Steve, and I'll talk about him, and then I'll, I'll get into the get into John. But Steve, Steve and I uh, grew up in the same area. So I grew up in Alice, Texas, and he grew up near Corpus Christi, and near Gregory, Portland, which is or in Gregory, Portland. And we're I mean, we're almost the same age, so we can relate to a lot of things about growing up in South Texas and things of that nature. And he was just a really cool guy. You know, I had I had reached out to him a while back, and we talked I talked about having him on my podcast and I saw that he was going to be in Texas and he lives in California so he does a lot of stuff over there on the west coast and he makes a little trip down here every now and again and I saw that he was here and I was like oh my gosh I got to I got to tweet at him hey what what can I what can happen right he might say no he might say yes and he said yes so I, I went down there and I backstage and the coolest thing about about John and Steve is that or especially Steve because I mean I'm talking about him right now is that before the show started, he was very accessible and he thanked everyone for coming to see him. You know, he, he saw some people that he was really close with. He gave them hugs. He exchanged pleasantries with people, took pictures with people. Just a really cool down-to-earth guy. And I think you'll hear that. You'll get He'll get that across on the podcast when I'm talking to him. Just a really awesome dude. And just, you know, you, you're hearing about, I mean, if you guys have seen him before, he's just so, he's just an awesome dude. Awesome guy. And, um... It was a really awesome pleasure, you know, just a pleasure to talk to this guy because, you know, he hustles. He works hard every day, and he's he's busting his ass. He's taking care of his family. And uh, his wife actually jumped in on the interview toward the end, and it was really, really cool because, again, we're all from the same area, and it's just it's really cool. And then, you know, then he while we're talking, he, he, had, he recommended that I talk to John, and I had never seen John stand up before, and... As soon as we finished uh, the I finished the podcast with Steve, we went out and saw John perform, and John was hilarious. And John's a really cool guy. Like I said, he's from the Austin area. He does a lot of shows out here in San Antonio and Austin. 
and just a, a, a nice conversation with with him as well. I developed a pretty good relationship with both of the guys. They were just really cool, you know. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing John. He's going to do some stand up here. If you guys haven't haven't checked checked it out, he's going to plug all his social media and everything at the end of the at the end of the uh, podcast. But he, hilarious guy, and you know, I, I got a I, I got a nice shirt too. So I'm, I'm looking forward to wearing that. It's a funny funny ass shirt. So, um, but both really, it was just an awesome experience. You know, getting to see a comedy show and and at the Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Texas, there's so many different comedians that have performed there you know like doug benson from doug loves movies you know just a lot of um cool guys so i'm gonna go in and play the podcast now and i hope you enjoy so yeah all right man so it's nice to talk to you man no i'm glad you uh yeah. i'm glad you reached out and and i don't think um and maybe I'm going to start a storm here. Dude, but you can open up the shit storm all you want. No, man. I mean, I'm, I'm easily accessible. You, <laughs> you know? are, yeah, and, yeah. And I, uh, I always find time for, I mean, and, you know, like I said, unfortunately, you know, um, things have gotten a little crazy. Right. And it's, it's hard to get away these days. Yeah, because you know? you're, you're um, blowing up, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I have people to entertain. You know, yeah. my friend Kevin Fowler's here. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. My friend Aaron Einhouse, who's another Texas country singer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, you got to entertain them, and you yeah. got to make sure that they're comfortable. And and my wife's here, and my right. aunt's here, and so my having, mom's here. You know, so it's yeah. it's almost like you're at home hosting an event, and you well, got to like entertain people. That's how I feel. Yeah, you know, and and I take I take what I do very personally. Sure. You know, and I and I hear sometimes comics are like, oh, well, it's not personal to me, or mm-hmm. or I play a character, or these are just jokes. Well, that's not how I do it. Right. Because, right you know, right. it is personal to me and and i mean even if i lose a fan mm-hmm. which is hard for me to call them fans that's uncomfortable to me yeah but if i lose a fan on my facebook it bothers me yeah like it truly so you look at it like every day kind of thing oh man i'm on it all the time are you because i liked your page by the way oh, well dude <laughs> you know what man like i get messages from people that are like you changed my life oh that's awesome man i battled depression wow. and if it wasn't for you so yeah, I don't want to. I get anxiety about yeah. possibly missing one of those. Yeah, you know, and I want to mm-hmm. respond to all of those. Right, right. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think like, oh shit, man! If I miss one, if I miss that one, yeah, and, and it means the world to people. I mean, I've got people. Yeah, that give me updates. That's awesome. Hey, you know, my cancer's going great. You know, and yeah, I go, yeah, yeah. oh man, great to hear. Right, you right. Because right. I take it, I take it personal. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's an emotional job for me because I I give a shit. Right, and you then know? at the same time you're kind of you're entertaining these people and you're get they're getting you know they're not well, thinking about their shit that they're having to deal with you know. Not only am I entertaining them, I'm sharing my life with them. Yeah, yeah. So all this you stuff know? is legit, real. It's yeah. all real. You know, I mean, it's my life and my wife and my dog, and <laughs> my son. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's you have a beautiful family, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. And, and but see, that's what's crazy yeah. is, is people come up to me. Oh, where's your wife? Where's Captain Evil? You know, oh, your kid. You know, yeah. you have a beautiful kid. Right, right, right. You know, and these are people that I've never met in person. Sure, but they know. They know enti- you. you. They think- know my entire life. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. it is tough. Yeah. Come on in. Speaking yeah. of my wife. Oh, hello. How are you? Um. Yes. And that's Jim Solomon. Hey, how are you doing, Jim? Yeah. Um. There's more people than seats, and they're sort of asking. 
Okay, yeah, well, let's figure it out. Have Jim come in here and hang out, and yeah. a couple can stand, and, you know? Yeah. You figure it out? Yeah, Jim will figure it out. Yeah. Will you figure it out, Jim? Yeah, I know you will. You're, <laughs> Jim's awesome. a beast. He's yeah, boss. you got, got top people on yeah. it. Um, so, you know, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Where it's like, well, there's all these people that right. need seats, and, you know, and, and I care, right? Right, and right, they're, right. They're family, they're friends, and, and I take it. Yeah. You know. Well, you know what, dude? This is like, I've been to one comedy show in Corpus a long time ago. I think I saw Raymond Orta there a long time right. ago. A buddy of mine was performing there. But this is the first time I've been here, and I didn't know. I don't come to Austin often. What I to look, expect. Or, yeah, or, yeah, right. yeah. And I saw you making the rounds, and you were very accessible to everyone, and people were taking pictures, and you were, like, you took time to talk to everybody. Well, that was I, cool. I, I tried to. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and it's surprising. You know, it's amazing to me, and when I got in this business, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm some little small town kid from Gregory Portland, but yeah. I thought that's how it was. Right. Right. I yeah. thought, oh, these are people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and especially comedians, because comedians to me were my heroes. Yeah. And, and I go, these guys are just dudes, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then when I got in the business, working the door, a lot of these guys were assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And they would hide in the green room. And I, and I, th- I would think to myself, like, well, then why do you do it? Yeah. So you started working yeah. the door? Yeah, so we and at the Addison Improv in okay. Dallas, Texas. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I learned a lot there. Yeah, but but I learned more than anything. I learned how I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, because I would see, like I said, I would see these comedians. I'll give you an example, man. Sure. You know, Saturday night mm-hmm. we had there was this. The comedy club had a railing through the middle of it. Yeah, and they had these detachable walls to split the room. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, on Saturday night us door guys would have to get the walls and they weren't light they were heavy and then we would have to line these walls up to split up the room for wow. defensive driving right yeah 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 we fucking hated it <laughs> it sounds well, like a pain in the ass one time we're we're getting the walls and mark curry from hanging with mr cooper no shit okay started yeah. grabbing walls right mm-hmm. and i remember how i felt mm-hmm. i remember going and he only did one wall mm-hmm. but it made me go this guy is the coolest fucking dude ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, you learn stuff like that where you're like, oh man, if I can just, if I can help them bust one table, mm-hmm. if I can make the wait staff feel important, if I can make the wait staff feel like I give a shit, yeah. I know how it made me feel. Yeah. So I try to do that. That's you know? awesome, yeah. But sad to say, there wasn't a lot like Mark Curry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There wasn't a lot of guys out there that were accessible, that were nice that mm-hmm. you know to them it was a chore oh fuck i gotta take and to me it's an honor man to me yeah. it's a, a privilege that you know they they did they got shit ready for you and they you know they went out of their way for you you like show like hey i, I care i appreciate yeah, they, it yeah I mean, it's sunday night they they're spending i mean dude a couple's gonna spend a hundred dollars tonight to yeah. come see me and it's yeah. like man if, if i can't let them know some way or somehow that man i give a shit yeah yeah, you know yeah. What i mean yeah 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 so I take it very personal, and I and I think I'm lucky that I kept my roots in South Texas. Yeah, yeah. I'd go home and visit the family, and the family don't give a shit <laughs> what TV show I've been on or what if I've right. been on Netflix. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. So tell me about that, man. Growing up in Gregory Portland, I'm I'm from the same area. Well, I'm from Alice. Yeah, like, we played football against yeah, each other. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it so? When I would go over there, I always felt like it was almost like Cal Allen, but 
on a grander scale, kind of like more upper class type of people. You know, it's funny you say that, but yeah. you know, we were very country. Yeah, but it was it was country, but the nice houses, right? right yeah, you know I, I, mean? I saw a shitload of nice um, houses out there. You know, I, yeah, I'm not one of those kids that grew up poor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of comics. You know, being poor, <laughs> we, we weren't poor. We weren't rich. Yeah, you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. we were. We were. Everybody in Portland was the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, didn't, right. I didn't see class difference really yeah. until I moved. Right. To me, everybody, white was, guys and Mexicans, we all dressed the same. We all had cowboy boots and, right, right, and, right. A, and a ball cap and. We were just from GP. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it wasn't until I moved that I'm like, oh, wow. Like, So, like, that's when uh, you went to Dallas. That's when you saw the yeah, biggest change. Yeah, I moved to Dallas and, and well, L.A. especially. Man. Oh, dude. L.A., Mexicans live here, blacks live here, <laughs> whites live here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I went to L.A. in July, and you're right. Texans should not go to L.A. <laughs> it's just weird. It is. Know? It's and, very weird. And when I bring Mexican-American friends to Texas, mm-hmm. of course, they are. they already <laughs> think, oh, they're racist. <laughs> Oh, Texas, right? A bunch right, of racists. Right. And then they leave and they go, holy shit, man. Like, yeah. you guys are all the same. Yeah. Like, everybody just hangs out with everybody. Right. I go, yeah, we're all just Texans. Right. So that was a big shock for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then being in the business, you know, they don't, Hollywood doesn't get it. Yeah. Right? Because Hollywood is in LA and mm-hmm. all they see is, here's the Mexicans, here's the blacks, yeah. here's the whites. All the Mexicans to them are George Lopez. Right, right. You know what I mean? So then when I walk in, they're like, you're not Mexican enough. Well, well what does that mean? You've got to be more Mexican for the Mexicans now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't understand what that, that yeah. means, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's been a, it's been a struggle, but I, I stayed true to my roots. Yeah, you know? and um, you can um, hear it in your, in your stand-up, man. I'm just me. Yeah. You know, and, and I told myself several years ago, you know, I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. Talk. You know what it changed. You know what changed for me. What's that, man? When I first started dating my wife, and I've mm-hmm. never said this on oh, any wow. podcast. Oh wow! So this is exclusive. When I first started dating my wife, I hated her because I loved her, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I, I fucking hated her <laughs> because my life changed. I was no longer running around chasing women. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to be out drunk all the time because mm-hmm. she was having me accountable. <clears throat> And most women that treated me like that, I'd be like, fuck you. I'm yeah. going to do what the fuck I want. Right, right. But I fell in love with her, mm-hmm. and I hated her for it. <laughs> right? I loved her. Because you're like, man, I got to grow up kind right. of thing. And, yeah. and this sucks, and she's a dick, <laughs> and it's a double standard. So that's when my comedy changed. Yeah, yeah. But it was mean. Yeah. Right? It was right, really right, right. mean. It was aggressive. It was a little belittling mm-hmm. to women. Right? Right, right, right. Then all of a sudden... I was okay with being the married guy. Yeah. When I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm okay being this guy. Right, right. I'm happily, I love my wife. I'm okay being married. That's when it changed. Yeah. Because there was still the frustration of being married, but now it was with love. Yeah. Right? So right, now, right. now I deliver it with, I'm okay being a married guy. Yeah. But my wife's a pain in the ass. <laughs> And I think that's when the game changed. Yeah, and you, you know, know I mean? and, and people, the, hence the title of the relatable, because a lot of married guys can they relate. relate. Dude, oh wow, I've been married for four years, and right, I, wow, yeah, that's true. But, but you know, you're you're like my age. Yeah. There's a weird transition from being a single guy there, to being a married guy, and then there comes a time in your life where you're like, I'm not young anymore. Yeah, like I'm not these kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you right. see a twenty-five-year-old, and you're like, "Dude, we're we're miles apart." <laughs> we are. 
You know, I got yeah. shit to do, man. Yeah, yeah. I make my bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, yeah. I made my bed. I, I brushed my whatever. I did my routine. I got my daughter dressed or whatever. Right, right. You yeah, see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, that, that, you know, so that was what the big change in mm-hmm. comedy was, was when I was okay. Yeah. Within my own skin to go, mm-hmm. I'm a married guy. That's my wife. That's my kid. Mm-hmm. I love her. But let me tell you stories about, about how hard it is. Because <laughs> it is hard. It's hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what changed, and that that's what made people gravitate to what I do. Yeah, because you, know? you can hear it like the difference in your in your performance over the years. I was oh one hundred percent. I was man. listening to to Grandpa Joe. Well, you know, and it's funny because yeah. Grandpa Joe was about growing up. Yeah, right. Because that's what I had to, to right, and then that was me getting engaged. <laughs> right, and even then it was still rough. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then this next special was I'm the married guy. I'm okay being the married guy. Yeah. And there's, and there's a time in your life where you realize, I always use the example, when mm-hmm. you're young, you go, I'm going to make it and I'm going to buy my parents a house. Yeah. Right? We all, we've all said that, yeah. Right. But then you get to the point where you have your own family <laughs> and you're like, fuck my parents. <laughs> I'm going to buy my family a house. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. So that's the difference in men. Yeah. You know, if I hear a kid, uh, somebody say, I'm going to buy my parents a house, I go, oh, they don't have a wife. <laughs> They don't have a wife. Yeah. They don't have kids. Yeah. And they're probably in their early 20s. Yes. You know and, what I mean? And you know what? And I don't know how you feel about this, but I hear people when they always say, oh, I'm going to get married when I get all my shit together and I'm in my... when I, I'm like, dude, that doesn't make... That doesn't matter. No, I, I, I never thought I would be married. Yeah? Never in a million years. Dude. Yeah. I, I chased women. Mm-hmm. I drank. I fought. I had a great time. <laughs> never in a million years. But here comes this girl walking yeah. into my life. She just and I couldn't let her go. Yeah, and that's that's what it is. Yeah, right. You go. I don't want somebody else to fuck her. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. All the other girls, I'm like, I don't care who fucks her. <laughs> Call my cousins in. Hey guys, yeah. fuck you know, I, you know. But then you get, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you meet this woman that comes into your life, and you go, Well, shit, dude. Yeah. What do I gotta do? Right. To make her not leave. That's true. Yeah. You know, so that that's the that's the game changer, and I think that's why my comedy works is because mm-hmm. it. People see that. Yeah. Right? People see that, oh, man, he does care. Yeah. He does love his wife. Yeah. But she's a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. Yeah. You know? I, my dad My dad would always tell me stories. Like, I, as a kid, I remember seeing him and my mom gripe, and now he's like, she's the boss. I just do what she says kind right. of thing. So Everything work out? They're out of seats, and they don't want people standing. Oh, wow. They're adding seats? No, they are out of seats, and they don't want people standing. Okay, so what are we going to do? Yeah. Who's standing? Well, Yeah. At the bar, and I don't know. I lost Jim. I think Kevin finally got a seat. He just walked in. Yeah. Well, Travis had two extra yeah. tickets. I don't know where he ended up. Um. Oh. I Travis just I. Well, make sure Rebecca and. and room in the back. Um. Well, we didn't give a. I mean. Get get similar. He's he's sitting with his group in the back. Oh, all right. So how many people are still not have a seat? Becca and Corey and Jim, and then one of the people who mm. came with Danica and Jim that paid for a ticket does not have a seat. So three people. Four. Yeah. Five. Have you looked around? Is there empty like spaces? Um, the male manager, what's his name? Yeah. I think he's very stressed about everyone having a seat. Okay. Well, okay. we will figure it out. So. Wow. Um, Is this, does this happen a lot? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We we are selling out everywhere we go. Yeah. You know. And in this case, you know, we had 
I had guests that I wanted on the complex, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, again, like Jim's a very good friend of mine, yeah. and he, you know, he gets it right. He's like, right. I don't have to sit down. You know right, I mean? right, right, right. We'll figure it out. So yeah. I mean, we're fine. We'll, we're going to figure it out. So what time do you actually go on after this guy? Uh, you after said eight thirty. Eight thirty. So if I, so how long do you go? About thirty minutes? No, about an hour. You go an hour now? Wow. So does it is it hard for you? Because I know you you write your a lot of your stuff and you spend a lot of time writing. Do you use a lot of your material? Like, do you use the some of the recent stuff and do you go back to the older stuff or you just stick to? Well, you, stick to, you know, now that I'm I'm putting our specials out, yeah. on TV. Mm-hmm. So now I you know I put a special out which I did relatable two right. years two years ago right. or two and a half years ago. Then I spend the next two years writing a new hour, mm-hmm. and then here in 2017 we're going to record. My next special, mm-hmm. so I'll put that hour out, yeah, and then it start from scratch again, yeah. Then it's okay. I have to write a new hour, but you know, it, it's like like you said, you know, you saw Grandpa Joe's son, that was growing up and getting engaged, yeah. Relatable was, hey guys, I'm married and it's a pain in the ass, yeah. Well, now I have a kid, so now, so now it, my life continues, the act continues, yeah. You know what I mean, right? So it's just you got fresh material because you're just. Basically, Growing. yeah, you're doing yeah. a journal, but just of your life right. on, up on the stage. So you did stuff for Mind Dementia. You did season yes. one, right? So, I mean, I know we, we talked about it. I know you were on Marin's show. And, um, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Okay, so does that happen a lot where people are taking somebody else's material? Like, if, has anyone ever taken something of yours that you're like? All the time. Yeah? It still happens. Yeah. Does, you know, that, does that kind of piss you off, or does that? How does that make anymore. you feel? No, you know now. Now I, you know, I just go whatever, take it. I don't yeah. give a shit. I'm gonna keep moving forward. You right, right, I mean? right. Um, and, and you know, young comics are the ones that make those mistakes because mm. they don't have anything to talk about. And and that was kind of the big problem with Mencia was mm-hmm. you're not a young comic. You know yeah. what? You know better. You know you shouldn't be stealing material. Yeah, you're a professional comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, and by the way, I'll say it here, and I've said it before. Mencia would do an hour of original, killer, funny shit. Yeah. And then he would do another 30 minutes, and he would steal. Wow. And it was like, you didn't even have to do the other 30 minutes. Right, right, right. You like had you, an hour of original great shit. And you nailed it, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. Why are you continuing? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was frustrating to see that, you know, where mm-hmm. it was like, it's not like you're not good. You're fucking good. Yeah. But then you steal. And you're not a kid, and you're not an open micer, and you should know better. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. So that was the that was the the biggest frustration. And like for me, I don't watch comedians anymore. Yeah. You know, if I go to the comedy store where mm. the lineup is Bill Burr and Kevin Nealon and David Spade and Chris mm. Rock and Dave Chappelle, that's the lineup. Right. Right. I don't watch them. Wow. I'm gonna be. I'm in the parking lot. I'll peek in to see what they're doing. Or, yeah. yeah. Or, see if the crowd's liking it or whatever, but I'm in the parking lot because I don't want to be influenced by anything they say. Right. You know? Right. I don't want to hear that they say anything. Mm-hmm. And I want and I want other comics to know that I'm in the parking lot. Yeah. If you heard something similar that I did, I didn't hear it. Right. I came up with it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of a way to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of other comedians kind of follow the same guideline that I do. Right. You know, um, and now on stage, you know, because we're comics, right? We have these incredible memories to remember funny things. Right, right. So I'll be on stage, and I might, we're good? All right, man. She's on it, man. I might have something in my head. Because, dude, I'm five steps ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you this story, and in my head, I'm like, okay, what's next? Yeah. 
something will pop in my head that's fun. Yeah. Come on in. Hey, it's Amanda. Hmm. Hey. It's okay. Yeah. No, come on in. Um, I just wanted to confirm times with you. Um, Mark, you said you were going to do an hour? Yes, one hour. Uh, give it to me at 50. At 50? Yes. Okay, yes. Huh? Freaking stressful, right? <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> All the people and everything. I mean, oh, it's, no, it's, awesome. it's good, but yeah. everybody yeah. found a seat? Yeah. Oh, good, good. We're good. good. Yeah. Thank you. No, no, you're no, good. You're you. good. Right. I mean, this is kind of cool. I don't know whether to take this out or leave it in. <laughs> no, you should leave it in. It's, uh, that's a, like, but again, yeah. I share everything. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you know, and, and what I've learned is. People know if you're too slick. Yeah. You know, I don't have a social media person. No, you're, I do it's, it myself. It's all DIY. Right? It's me yeah. doing it myself. Uh, there was one where me and my wife had this plan <laughs> to do a Q&A. And we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I didn't edit that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck it. Like, let them see. Is that this, a Facebook Live? That yeah, it was a Facebook Live. <laughs> me and my wife were like, is it working? You know, I don't know if it's working. You know, But it's real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I, I've learned that. People see that and they go, "Oh, Steve's a dude." Yeah, you know? just one of the guys, kind of thing. You know, but I'll be honest with you, it is becoming overwhelming. It yeah, is, it is getting to the point where I need help. Yeah, you know, but I try my very best to handle it myself. Yeah, reply myself. Yeah, you know, and like I said, I stress out about it, and I'm dude, I'm up at night in my bed going through messages and replying and sometimes they're generic but yeah, yeah yeah at least it's a fucking reply yeah you know? but which by the way if i was annoying i'm sorry you're I not annoying yeah, yeah, yeah dude. i was like man. oh man how do we figure this out i don't i would have told you no yeah you know what i mean and yeah. i thought to myself well if, if you can come out and we can do it before the show yeah yeah we, this is great man this is a great experience man i've never been so this is this is really I'm glad cool you can't. We're not yeah me too seat, obviously but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. I don't know. I'm gonna figure out that the seating situation. But I told my wife. I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna go see him." And my wife's 12 weeks pregnant right now. So oh, congratulations! Thank man. you. I already have a daughter. So oh fuck, dude. People don't understand how real shit gets. <laughs> oh, dude. I like had a hard time transitioning from a married guy to a father and a married guy. I was like, uh, well, well, and not only that, dude, is, yeah. is the dad's a weird position. It is. You're like because. What do I do? You know, there's my wife to talk about it. The, the, the dad is a tough position <laughs> it because is. you want to help. Yeah. You want to be there, right, for the baby. Right, right, right. But the baby doesn't want me. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just wants the mom, yeah. I mean, if the baby's Big teething, mom. I'm like, oh, let me hold him. And he's yeah. like, ma, you know what I mean? And you're like, and my wife needs a break and she needs time off, but yeah. the baby wants her. And it's like, ah. yeah. but I'm like, okay, well, you know what I can do? I can. You want a bottle? I'll go get us a bottle. <laughs> You need me to load the car? I'll load the car. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you, the, what do you need in the bag? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. we're kind of the pack mules, right? Right, right. What do we need? I got this shit. Yeah, you know? I was just like, I, di- I didn't know what to do when my daughter was born. And I was just like, um, uh, my wife's like, change her. I'm like, uh, what if I break her or something? She's like, no, you're not going to break her. You're not going to do anything. You're just it's scary. Yeah, it is. It was overwhelming. The, yeah, I get the, yeah. <laughs> Dude, so she'll step up and be yeah. like, okay, I'll help you. And I'm like, babe, it's not that I don't want to change the shit diaper. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. And now he's squirming, so it really is a two-man job. Oh yeah, yeah. Shit all over the oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know that, and you look that that might be the next material. That might be the next. <laughs> you know, talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. having a kid and and the job of being a dad and and, and the struggle. I mean, yeah. It's 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 hard, and then and then you learn what your wife goes through. Yeah. And you have sympathy towards your wife. Definitely. Which, by the way, I tell my wife. <laughs> Why the fuck did my dad not sit me down and go, dude, your mom went through some shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't know. You don't know what to expect. You're just like body's all fucked up now. And <laughs> no, no, but after the but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. no, they gained weight. They, I mean, yeah, they, they, they tra- the transition of from like the beginning. But I'm to having the end. a beer, watching. You know what I mean? I can't drink. Oh, sorry, honey. You know, I mean, it's, I'll drink one for you. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough, but that's where the comedy comes from for me. Is, yeah. is real life. Um, we're at the point now where shit, dude. You know, Renee's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, Renee says things. You know. As a matter of fact, today, before we left my aunt's house, I go, ah, we're going to go to the hotel. I'm going to give her a little pickle tickle, right? <laughs> we all had a laugh. Right? Right, right, right. So then her sister's dating a new guy, mm-hmm. and they came out to the show. And I go, hey, maybe he's giving her a, a little pickle tickle. <laughs> and my wife, without missing a beat, goes, that's probably a bigger pickle tickle. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, funny yeah. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not funny enough for the stage yet. Right, but right. stuff like that that happens where <laughs> I can, you know, yeah. <clears throat> are our, you f- our sitcom, you know what I mean? <laughs> so are you from Texas? We're from the same You're from, oh, hometown. Okay, so I'm from Alice. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a coyote. I'm a coyote, unfortunately. <laughs> the place is different now, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. I always tell uh, Dan Peña from KSAB he's from Alice. Uh-huh. And I go, I go, Alice is in between Mexico and civilization. It really is. And the Mexicans are like, man, they got a Walmart. Let's just stay here. <laughs> so, and I live in San Antonio now. And so everybody, I tell them I'm from Alice. And they're like, oh, you're from the Valley. I'm like, no, I'm no, from, no, I was no. from the Valley. I'm not <laughs> from you're, Mexico. Yeah, you're almost. Like, <laughs> they're like, you're, you're near Laredo, right? I'm like, no, Laredo's yeah, no. that yeah. way. Hell with Laredo. I don't like Laredo. But uh, yeah, so what, what was your, like, your big moment, like your defining moment? Was it the Netflix special that kind of, you're like, Said I made it. Well, it depends thing. on what you're asking. Well, I mean, look, dude, I never feel like I've made it. No, you're you just know? always hustling. Keep um, going. But I, I think uh, the defining moment yeah. was what we talked about earlier, yeah. where I found what is called your voice. Yeah. Right. Where, where I went from hating my wife <laughs> because I fell in love with her to saying, okay, I'm okay being the married guy. Yeah. And I like being the married guy, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. And I'm a happily married man, even though it's hard. Yeah. That to me was the defining moment. And then success to me is, you know, I'm able to put a roof over my mm-hmm. baby's head. Right. I'm able to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are both very grateful for all the people that come out to see us. I mean, it's. Yeah. So, you know, making it is, 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 there's so many different definitions of, right? Making right, it, right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say that, you know, things were tough, man. Things were not easy. And, and yeah. I did every gig I did I could, whether it was a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks to make ends meet. And yeah. the wife and I, at one point, were in a complete fight and struggle over the possibility of me getting a real job. Yeah, you know, and me going, no, fuck that, I'm gonna do this shit, and you're gonna see, and I will find a way to pay the bills, and we did, we made it. Yeah, wow. You know, and now we're at the point, <clears throat> thank God, that we're not having that discussion. Yeah, you know, now it's a discussion of. Well, how much work am I going to take? Yeah. And what do we? What can we do to make our life more comfortable? Or what decisions do I need to make in my career? Yeah. As opposed to, I don't know if I'm going to fucking make it or not. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that to me is making it. The, yeah. the, the comfort of, oh man, you know, the bills are going to get paid. And yeah. we talk about this all the time. This, you know, every year, my wife and I would come home in December. Mm-hmm. Well, every year up until two years ago, I didn't have any dates wow. as of today. Wow. It'd be like December 10th, mm-hmm. and I have no dates for the next year. Jeez. And I'm stressing the fuck out, waiting for a phone call. And now we get the dates two months ago. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. there's that feeling of, 
oh god we're gonna have work next year yeah Excuse me. No problem. January's rent is going to get paid. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. So what's next, man? What else are you working on? I well, mean, we're going to continue to do what I can control. Yeah. And that's my stand-up. Right. I will continue to do my stand-up. I will continue to go on the road. Mm-hmm. I will continue to put out specials. Yeah. And we'll just see what goes from there. No, that's you awesome, know? man. Yeah. And right now, my wife and I are blessed. We have a great life. Yeah. Uh, beautiful baby boy. Yeah, and definitely. We're, we're happy, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I did tell him you'll have a very beautiful family, so <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, I do have to go. Yeah, man. Go yeah. Thanks for your time, man. Yes. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, definitely, I'm man. so grateful to, yeah, to yeah. meet him. Uh, it's good to meet you. I love nice your set, you. man. Thank you, brother. Yeah, man. So you were saying I yeah, interrupted you. Uh, so uh, speaking to Steve, saying nice things about me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Humbling. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, for me, I, I feel like I haven't even done anything to deserve it. I, yeah. We met. Uh, we, we've been working the same stages in the same areas of Texas, always a week apart or something like right, that. Right, so right. we've always crossed paths and we're kind of in each other's like spots. Yeah. Uh, his career has really taken off. Oh, I'm yeah. still very new in the game. But I, it just so happened I was in Corpus Christi booked at mm-hmm. Mesquite Street Comedy. Okay. And next door in the same complex, the same gentleman owns the whole, basically the whole block. Yeah. Um, one of Steve Trevino's friends had passed and oh. they were having a benefit, like a yeah. memorial benefit. Yeah. And he asked me if I could come over and do 15, 20 minutes. So I had an early show. As mm. soon as I got off the stage from the early show, yeah. I went to this benefit, did 15, 20 minutes, and then I went back and did the late show. Like it was, it was the best night ever, but that's how I met him. And then he gave me an opportunity uh, going down to a few spots in yeah. South Texas. Yeah. And in each one I delivered, yeah. I just was giving him the best that I could <laughs> and also helping him set up merchants. I don't know. When, you, when you're... I'm so happy that Texas is producing so many top-notch comedians. Yeah. And I had seen his special, but seeing Steve live, if you haven't seen him live, yeah. definitely we'll, we'll cut this short if we can so you yeah. can see it live. Well, I want to go at least yeah, yeah, 15, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to cut it short, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get what you want. But, I mean, he really is. Uh, you could see him on his Netflix special, but then seeing him live, oh, my God, he had it's, me in stitches. So. Wow. And when you find someone who thinks in somewhat of a parallel, you find it very easy to... to uh, maybe help him think of different angles on jokes because I it just in the first few times of him seeing my set he was like try this try this try this wow. but it only comes from being able to sort of see that perspective of a person some comics we there's no parallel between us right so is it very cutthroat in a sense with comics uh, I don't I don't think I think there's room for everybody so I don't I don't ever feel that like I, mm-hmm. I certainly think uh, I notice the people that work hard yeah I think that's that that's the bottom line to every industry be it like live music yeah even if you're just a gigging drummer you know it's all down to a personal effort so some of the most talented people will never be discovered because they do it the hard way or right. don't know where to begin uh can't wrap their head around the concept of being considered a small business mm-hmm. you, you know you you are an artist we right. acknowledge you're an artist you can write <laughs> you can do all that but now how are you going to put you know yeah, wheels to the pavement. What are you doing to develop yourself as a so? Pit clubs want to see that you want recommendations from names they might also recognize. So it, I, I wouldn't say it's cutthroat. There are mm-hmm. so apparently, and I'll fuck up a statistic. And, Dude, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's easier to become an NFL or NBA player than it is to become a professional comedian. Are you like, being? Is that no? Yeah, I, wow. I read it somewhere on Facebook, so it's got to be true. <laughs> uh, no, I, but but I. But I wouldn't doubt that because just here in Austin alone, be it between open mics and aspiring and working comedians, mm-hmm. 
if I if I'm judging by the the comedy sites that are up on Facebook, the groups over yeah. two thousand. Wow, that are at least aspiring to be. And but that's that's, that's in, here, and wow. that's two thousand artistic egos and styles and differences and writing and opinions and and so it gets. I mean, in some of the bigger scenes like Austin and L.A. and all that, yeah. sure, it's a. Uh, a little, I guess it's a little bit more cutthroat uh, politically, right? Because you, there there are clicks at first. Like when you see a newcomer come in, your walls might be up at first because how long do people actually stay in this? Right. You know what I mean, right, people yeah, yeah. usually it's two years and I'm <laughs> out. Maybe three if they can stand it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We all end up hating ourselves until good things start happening. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> this is very very true. So, you grew up here in Austin. I did. Uh, yeah. I went to Zilker Elementary. Okay. I moved here in second grade, so I was raised in the panhandle of Texas, okay. real small, really small uh, town called Tahoka, like 3,000 total, really? one school, all grades. I'm, I'm moved, familiar with the panhandle a little bit. Oh, yeah. So near Lubbock. It's 30, okay. 30 miles from Lubbock. Matter of okay. fact, Lubbock was a dry county forever <laughs> and recently <laughs> just got cleared to sell alcohol and booze in their stores and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, Before yeah. that, you had to drive out. 30 miles it was called the strip it was just little beer bo- beer barns that you would drive through yeah, yeah, yeah. i lived there wow. i lived like 20 tw- not even 20 five minutes from the beer barn so that's how i describe where i was born as yeah. A, yeah where the people get their booze quicker <laughs> for sure well, my sister lived in a small town near amarillo so oh no i love yeah, amarillo dude, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. have you heard of that famous steak it's like a <laughs> 72 ounce steak if you no. finish it yeah it comes with a baked potato Massive seventy-two ounce steak, two more sides. Holy shit! Bread. If you finish it, it's free, dude. That's like the old ninety-six. So when you visit your sister, go yeah, yeah go well, ruin she, yourself. She's not there anymore, so oh. she uh, she, well, she missed out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is, it's a bit white collar. It's a bit white collar oil, a little bit. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I don't. Those aren't the people that are actually doing the drilling, but mm-hmm. those are the people making the machines that do the gotcha. drilling. So, so just... engineers are there. We also have engineers <laughs> in Victoria. There's still there's still landmen and oilmen, but it's not like not the same. When you're in Shreveport and Odessa, you're around the people that are like busting ass every day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so where'd you go to high school at westlake austin high school austin high school. yeah right there on the lake matter of fact oh what a what a cool show uh yeah. you mean to get that yeah go right yeah, come on fine. in how's it going yeah. come on in i'm doing oh, thank you so much for yeah you're really good you're good this is cool okay cool i'm not cutting this out <laughs> oh okay uh austin high. oh, oh i was yeah. saying like the, it's like a, a high school and college reunion in that room Right there? Yeah. They're like, I mean, I've already run into about 60 of my friends, maybe more. Like, everybody was in the lines, but I'm just hugging people. Like yeah, I didn't yeah. even get time to think about what jokes I was going to tell before <laughs> I went up there. Because, uh, But, yeah, it just feels cool since yeah. I went to school here how many people from high school and college actually sh- – some, hell, some people wow. in there from my elementary school. Really? I just don't – I don't perform often here. I'm on yeah. the road like 40 weeks out of the year. Jeez, man. And when I do perform here, it's usually independently booked. This place is always booked. They've okay. got, you know, so – and with those 2,000-plus comedians right, to plug right. in at host and feature, they, they're never at a loss yeah. for, like, good local talent. So I never perform here. I love this club. Wow, so – Good, good reception, man. Fuck, obviously yeah, for man. A local, yeah, local. a full room. If you can't miss on a full room, yeah. you know what I mean. Like you, you, that, they were laughing at setups. They were yeah. laughing at facial expression changes. So, and I thank them for that. That makes yeah, it yeah. sound bad. No, but I, I'm so grateful. That was a really fun set. Yeah. So, where do you where do you go this week? Are you staying? Here? Uh, so, um, so I got married November 26th. Oh, wow. Um, just recently. Yeah, just recently. This is my uh, wow, yeah. Uh, her name is Joanna. Madly yeah. in love. Uh, it's the first time I've ever done a relationship correctly. Like yeah. be honest. 
honest. I know that sounds funny, but right? To be honest is one of the most difficult things for a man to be, like, fully honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, even the small things that she just might judge you about, but wouldn't cause any static. We just sweep those aside, and then later, (laughs) if they come up, it's like, why did you lie about that? You don't even, like, so I've been truthful, first word to last. I'm excited, and it's funny how relationships work if you do them correctly. It's working beautifully. Yeah. Uh, The day after we got married, we took off in my little Nissan car, went to Las Vegas, and picked up a 1984 30-foot motorhome. Wow. Uh, it had been sitting for three years, so I did a bunch of maintenance there to the ignition mm-hmm. uh, and the fuel delivery system, and we limped it home. We got it 300 miles. It wow. broke down. We got it 100 miles. We slept overnight at a rest stop. We, yeah. Uh, but we ended up getting it home just in time to jump in the car to go to Colorado Springs, where I was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wow. And then right after my late show, I had an 8.30 and 10.30 show last night at about uh, midnight or twelve thirty, we jumped in the car, drove back here, got back to Austin by four p.m. today. Today, wow! I've not been, I've not stopped moving since November twenty seventh. Oh so my god! Tonight I'm gonna crash in a way I've not. Uh, I even got food poisoning a couple days ago, Jesus. so I've only had one burger in the last wow. seventy two hours. I was so weak and dizzy up there. That's yeah. like lower energy than I normally <laughs> put out. But I was, uh, man, but it was, you still were on felt point, good. man. You were good. It you still were felt good. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, adrenaline or something. Yeah. yeah. Are just amazing. So, so what's that like, man? Is it like, so I envision it because I mean, I'm not a performer, but when I played sports in high school, you get these little butterflies in your stomach. Is that kind of like what it is before you hit the stage? It, it definitely used to be. Yeah. And I think where it changed is that, I don't know about you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm more comfortable on stage than I am in small groups. I can because see that. Yeah, I I don't get out of my own head a lot. I might be. Uh, so you're very. Are you introverted? I, it's funny, right? That yeah. For a person that works or that has a career seeking acceptance from rooms full of strangers, but it's so funny that after you do that, like, yeah. I think that from the moment you're on premises to do a show, you're the host of the party. Thank you for coming in. And yeah, then as they yeah. leave, be safe. Yeah. You're the host of the party, and so that can be a little taxing. So it is nice to. Um, that, that's why we got the motorhome. We're going to live in it full time. Wow. So my wife and I, we've got two dogs, a St. Bernard and a shepherd mix. And like wherever we park is where we live. We're wow. going to get rid of all the things that we own. We're going to get rid of rent. Uh, we already have a permanent address picked out. That's so awesome. whenever between weeks between gigs, we'll just park at some national parks wow. or hook it up at a lake or Jeez, man. so yeah. yeah, I feel like I've retired at 35. It really it <laughs> genuinely, I'm starting to hit my stride now and it just feels so good. And it, and it has nothing to do with comedy. Comedy's going great as well yeah it's almost like well i mean you were on the go since november 26th or 27th yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like 10 days 11 yeah. days 12 13 14 been, days yeah yeah wow. january's scary empty right now because i focus so hard on the wedding that i just didn't, oh yeah but my february yeah March all yeah. looks better wow so but that's just inside so, so did you start here in austin with the comedy How i did you? i as a matter of fact in this other room in uh-huh. the front room of yeah. cap city i did my yeah. very first open mic on my 30th birthday wow so i've been in this uh since um, my 30th birthday, which was September 19th, yeah. five years ago. Wow. Yeah, and I don't know why. I mean, I respected the art. Well, I had met, and everyone meets celebrities in their life, but the only time I found that I was like tongue-tied mm-hmm. was when I spoke to comedians. Really? Like, I put them on a different level internally. Right. I mean, I, my dad would listen to actual albums when I was mm-hmm. growing up, yeah. and that was the only thing that could get that real guttural laugh that would fill the house. And 
and just maybe wanting that, wanting to be able to achieve that, see how happy that made him or whatever. Yeah. Um, I avoided it. I was mm-hmm. like, it's an art form I respect so much. I don't ever want to try it. Sure. So I did sketch comedy through high school and college. Uh, and stand-up just came when I saw a buddy of mine post something on Facebook, his first open mic. And in my head, I was like, I can do that. He did great. Yeah. yeah, I was like, he did great. And I and and I rarely share space with someone I think is as funny as I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be one of those annoying guys that's like, hey, I'm funny too. <laughs> so I just put it on stage. I wanted to see if what I thought was funny transformed or, 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 or I'm sorry, uh, transferred. Right. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it went well. I'm sure. No, I know it was just the most foul Something about comics speaking on stage for the first time, it has to be about nut sacks and assholes. And it, I'm sure it got visceral responses. Right. If I heard it now, I would hate myself. And, but it got, I mean, I caught the bug. Um, I suggest, I mean, I'd be, I'm such an advocate for people trying it. If you've yeah. ever thought, like even you, if you've ever thought that's something I'd be interested in, yeah. it is, uh, I mean, living proof, obviously, it's never too late to start. Right. I think yeah. 30 is really late. When I look at people that started 18, I'm like, wow, you're going to be yeah. outstanding. Yeah. You're so much. Yeah, you figured, like, I should have known then. But So how are you feeling now? Do you feel like you found your voice? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so that is that is the question for most comics. No yeah. way. I don't think, uh, having only been in five and a half years, I don't think that I could have um, people really say eight, ten years. You, mm. you really don't know. It's different with each right, person. Right, right. But nothing, in my opinion, nothing replaces time on stage. So no matter how much you rehearse or how much you write, uh, that hand-to-brain coordination is important. Mm -hmm. I write plenty. Uh, But the amount of time spent on stage, and not in five-minute spurts. You can do four or five open mics a night, and you're getting up to ten minutes in those sets. It's when you go ten into fifteen, you break a barrier. When you go fifteen into twenty, you break a barrier. And personally, when you're up there, you seriously find different versions of you. And and being able to hold and engage a room for that, like captivate them for that entire time is a gift all its own. It's a skill you kind of pick up. You can't really... That doesn't. You, no one tells you how to write that into your set, <laughs> how to captivate. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So uh, when when I when I, I got to headliner, probably quicker than than I should have. Um, whatever time I had was exactly that amount of time, and it was probably yeah. too dirty. But clubs were trying me, and I was delivering in front of crowds. I remember <laughs> early on, just like I've got forty five, and if shit goes awry or I forget <laughs> one, I've got forty two. <laughs> like it was really stretched. So. Uh, but it was being up there for 45 minutes and figuring those things out. You go through emotional roller coasters. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, holding a room for 45 seconds sounds daunting to a lot of people. But now, 45 minutes comes like that. Like, having to do 25 minutes right now felt like Easy. I ran out of real estate. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. ah, I'm already done. Yeah. I so I saw this that- joke, that joke. <laughs> I saw that she had kind of flickered a switch. Was that kind of to let you know That's, that? Yeah, in comedy, uh, yeah. you'll always get a light from the back of the room letting mm-hmm. you know that you are X amount of minutes away from the end of your set. So oh, I wow. was doing 25. I had her hit me five in advance. Mm-hmm. And then I know what jokes I can fit into the gotcha. last five minutes before I get to my closer. Yeah. I went a little over, so I just ended on my shirt pitch. <laughs> Which was I, a nice shirt I pitch. I love that. Yeah, it makes yeah. people piss. Like, yeah, yeah. 
Fuck. Yeah. You're it's like, I gotta, not Frank. You're like, I got to eat. It's a good sales pitch, though. It definitely is. Yeah, the fact that I was just married and, and, and I didn't bother anyone like, hey, we're registered at this place. I hope some of my friends just pick up a shirt. It's the same as being registered somewhere. It all goes into the motorhome. We're, re- yeah. we're renovating it now. Wow. And, uh, we're also buying a website. It's going to be called Stringers en Route. We have a, at Instagram. It's at Stringers en Route. Yeah. And away, we'll man. be doing the website as well. But basically, it'll be the life where uh, stand-up comedy is the blueprint to mm-hmm. what keeps us on the road right and then the other part will be renovating uh and updating this m- motorhome while we're on the road yeah so kind of a how do you take advantage of these cities when you only get to be there for two or three days right dive into it get the inside information yeah. i love history yeah my too, favorite man. reason to travel is i i go and i look at what architecture remains what deep dark stories the city's trying to sweep under the rug like <laughs> was there like some crazy suicide massacre yeah. the witch trials like some of this cool embarrassing history of america is just getting swept under it definitely is are, and i'm just i and i don't even want facts i'll find the facts i love the research aspect i want to find the most hearsay local like when i go and ask stories like so how did this how did this building burn down i want the crazy hair up and rollers like oh it was crazy like i don't want facts i want the most colorful people that i can meet while i'm on the road yeah. to tell me like oh man i saw six people going there get burned alive and i uh, like i don't even care if it's true i'll find the facts and so do you ever go to waco then for the branch davidians yeah story? well okay nah. well, they don't talk about yeah. that there yeah, at yeah, all yeah, yeah. yeah it's like yeah they they it's not i i I uh, used to book a room there once a week uh, yeah. at a place called Cinema Lounge. And I thought you meant like at the branch of like no, no, they that they was that was down. the <laughs> quickest way to lose an audience. It was really? fucking funny. I'd send out comics, and I'm just like, don't make any, don't make any Waco burning. No David Crest jokes. They just really hate that shit. But like great comedians that I know that work nationwide, they yeah. go up there and they're like, what a cookout, am I right? And it's just like <laughs> they lost dead, the room. lost them, lost the room, and oh, then they had man. to like stammer through thirty or forty five. Oh, and I'm gosh. like, I warned you, motherfucker. It's still yeah. not funny. It's never gonna be funny. Have you? ever performed in san antonio oh yeah all the time yeah, yeah i do, do that lol yeah. uh, river center and then lots of play I'm, I'm gonna be there on the 20th of december nope january january uh at uh <sighs> it's a it, it's, it's it's a new one right the tiger club or no no it's a it's a restaurant it's a mexican restaurant and and i love i really love performing there uh, I just can't believe I don't remember it. Is it the? Is it a new? Re- oh, it's oh, so it's a, it's current. It's, it's not a new that one. one. Okay, it's um, Estella's. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah, ever yeah, been yeah. there? No, I haven't. Okay, so it, it's yeah. a, it's a big traditional restaurant, and they actually set it up to where food service is almost like buffet style. Wow! So you get a plated dinner, but you walk through and like pile that motherfucker up <laughs> like multiple tacos. I believe you get two beers with your dinner purchase, oh all that. Gosh. And uh, so I love going there. It, it, uh, my my fan base is mostly made up of Hispanic people. Right, that's my biggest fan base. No, I mean they're the most they're the most excited, supportive, enthusiastic. I, I go to South Texas a lot down in the valley and, yeah. and San Antonio and below. Yeah, and they what I have found is that they like to be fucked with like no other group I've <laughs> ever seen. Just you talk shit to them, and that is love. Yeah, yeah. It's the same as the family unit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're too fat for that shirt. Your ears stick out. That's that's like encouraging to them. So I come out and just with a little inside knowledge on you know being raza in south texas and all that 
I fuck them up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm about to record two hours uh, of comedy this year. Really? One of my of my shit, and then a whole other hour just for my Hispanic fan base. Wow. Called, like, I, I'm still working on the title, but it'd just be uh, El Bearded Gringo or <laughs> uh, Neta Gringo. Like, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really, white boy? Because the whole thing is just me talking shit. So I'll see. I'm going to be in a fucking beautiful... Um, mariachi suit and sombrero. <laughs> I, you, you know, you can get those custom made. Like we're at in South Texas, you yeah. can get them custom made with embroideries. You can't even imagine <laughs> under two hundred and fifty bucks. No way. Made to your body exactly. Wow. And then cheap boots, cheap hat, and you're like good to go. Like I, I, I'm so stoked. Like I'm Dude. doing that just for me, so I can have that beautiful. I've always thought mariachi suits are like classy, badass. <laughs> I really do. I think mariachi music's beautiful it, it, too. It is. It's it's really it's really like an art form when you think it about is. it. No, it's like four part harmony, yeah. same with the music and the voices. Yeah. So, uh, Raymond Orta is a good friend of mine. He oh, lives yeah, out yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, he and Mario Salazar. Now Raymond Orta's mother was a part of a mariachis called the uh, mariposas okay yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. an all-female wow uh mariachi they won best mariachi in texas last wow. year and That's it was awesome. held at the Te- uh, houston texans stadium holy shit and they had like three stages set up sold up to the rafters and they would turn the lights on over a stage and that mariachi band would light you up for like <laughs> 10 minutes and then it would light up this stage and they'd light you up for 10 minutes and then boom and then they would eliminate a stage it's fucking like cutthroat like Jeez, crazy man, and like, they won that's worse than daniel larusso going for the yeah <laughs> yeah exactly right exactly right no man so uh i mean so your connection with steve he helped you grow and helped you get better well we thing. just we literally uh just met like I've all, i i did that one benefit was, and then we did this? three days oh wow we did three days um Two or three weeks ago. Oh, so you just met this? We just wow. met him. I just, like I said, like I don't feel years. like I've earned the praise that he's given me. We we definitely had a connection. I I, I love people who can be honest. Period. Like yeah. first word to last word. How are we? Uh, you know, business and then also friendship. I can do it, but they're yeah. separate places. So when he tells me small words, short sentences, I'm like, oh, there's so few motherfuckers in comedy that are like this. <laughs> just like I don't like this. I do like this. Boom, and yeah. I respect it. Like yeah. done. I like to do my job well. Yeah. I pride myself on having good shows every time if i bomb i really take it hard i'm like i i will do whatever it takes not to do that again yeah and i think he appreciates it like there was a show we did that was less than perfect sound was bad lights were bad and mm-hmm. i think maybe i i went back up there between the guy who went after me to put life back into the crowd so that he could go up and he's like okay i can yeah we yeah, can yeah. fuck with each other going forward <laughs> yeah but, wow man that's well that's cool i thought yeah. you guys look no, like you no, guys have a good yeah, relationship no, I, I stayed in a hotel room with them for a couple of days oh, i don't want gotcha. any rumors spreading <laughs> but we both have some mild form of sleep apnea so it was like it was just music of two people dying slowly at night it was great <laughs> so what's uh so what's next for you this week you got what do you got going on again what did you say uh, i'm gonna start we're gonna go right to the motorhome and, okay. and start ripping You're, out carpet oh, the yeah, dinette yeah. the couch all that shit's coming out yeah, yeah. uh we're gonna lay a sub floor blah blah, blah. but uh, i am the next thing that i have honestly i blocked it all out so that i could start renovating the motorhome okay and then so then new year's yeah on. the 30th and 31st i'll be in houston at the joke joint yeah and that's houston new year's eve it's always done big those gonna, shows are gonna sell the f so, out so do you drink when you i don't drink sure no, you don't no drink i don't all? drink at all i've only wow. had alcohol one time in my life yeah wow. when i was 27 was the first time to try it wow. i was turning 27 i was like let's make it the party where i try alcohol and i got wasted and i threw up and i kept drinking and i just did it that one night i woke up the next day feeling fine 
and I just never did it again. Because the people in my family really love it, and mm-hmm. so I feel like I might have an addictive personality. Oh, I'm not gotcha. going to go down that road. But yeah. for the one night I did it, it was funny. <laughs> I found myself to be like, if anything, more kept because I've been sober my whole life. So at a social outing, I don't need the lubrication yeah. to be weird or kind of jump to deeper <laughs> topics. And so then alcohol made me like insecure. I was like, am I being loud? Was that rude? <laughs> like I, and then I found myself like when I did drink a little too much that night, I was rude and I didn't have the good sense to let people know that yeah. I was kidding. Like yeah. I always pick on people. Yeah. I don't know I'm like them, but I would look jab. at a girl and be like, you look ridiculous in that outfit and not let her know that I'm kidding. I'm like, she gets it. Yeah, she yeah. totally gets it. She knows my humor. No, she's like, what an asshole. Or she should be. Uh, no. Yeah, don't drink. I don't, I, before, yeah. before I go on stage, I definitely like to have like clear head anyway. Yeah, 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 definitely. And the audience kind of decides where I go with the material. Like in the beginning when I had X amount of material, the mm. shit was coming out in this order. But now I've got about two and a half hours that I kind of get to cycle yeah. through. I got the stuff that I really love right now, and I like the repetition. I'm very, it's intimate, and I want to continue that connection to the material yeah. until I record it. Yeah. Uh, and if that stuff isn't going as, as well as I would like it to, sometimes you have to go to B, which is a little dirtier. A little, yeah. And then if it's just a audience that isn't participating, you got to go to your jingle keys <laughs> shit. That's your C route. <laughs> D, E, F, you know. Well, well man, I'm, I'm glad I got to talk to you, man. Where Same can you, everyone brother. find you, man? Yeah, man. Uh, so on, I've got johnstringer.com, J-O-N-S-T-R-I-N-G-E-R.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, you can find my Instagram and my Twitter mm-hmm. are at John J. Stringer. That's J-O-N-J Stringer. Yeah. And uh, again, that, that tour that my... Uh, wife and I are continuing on. It's called Stringers in Root. That's only on Instagram right now, but it's expanding. Again, yeah. we just started, and it's already caught like pretty good wind. People yeah. are following it. Yeah. Uh, but at Stringer at Stringers in Root. S T R I N G E R E N R O U T E and Root. Wow. Like the old school. So yeah, awesome. follow our nonsense and shenanigans. Yeah, dude. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go see you play in in San Antonio in January. Oh, that'd be can, awesome, man. Yeah, Estella, dude, oh, Estella's is such a trip too, yeah, man. man. Those are and those are crowds. Like they're gonna be a bunch of silver hairs there, and <laughs> I fuck with them so hard, oh, dude. I, Abuelos and abuelas, beware. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. So that's my podcast for this week, guys. What did you think? I mean, it was just amazing. Two cool guys. I mean, they, they're getting to do what they want to do. Stand up and make people laugh. And they're both very good at it. I had a great time at the show. I, it was a great experience. I felt like I got to, you know, meet different people and kind of connect with different people. And just the opportunity to talk to, to both Steve and John was really awesome. And just um, a great experience because just again to get a different perspective and the coolest thing about it was is that I was able to do it in person and some of the stuff that you hear is kind of like the stuff that they go through you know when they when they're doing a show where they're they're, you know they're they're trying to find seats for people that that they uh that they that they had come see them you know especially with Steve because he he, again he made a rare appearance in Austin you know he did a show in Austin and again like I said he works on the west coast but I mean it's it's a grind you know they 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 push themselves every day and they hustle and they work hard and you know it's just like any anybody else that's out there work if you're working in any other type of job they're doing the same thing you know they they work hard and they they try to come up with material and i i was glad to talk to them and i was glad to kind of you know ask these questions and just have a natural flowing conversation there was nothing there you know nothing forced it was just a nice you know laid back conversation But anyway, guys, thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you all for listening. If you have been listening 
since the beginning. Thank you. And if you just started listening, hey, check out the back catalog. There's some great episodes there. Um, tell your friends about it. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're at that point at wrapping up here. Uh, so social media, Twitter and Instagram at Roel Santos Jr. I have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash world of Roe. Uh, give me a like, comment, whatever you want to do. Share. Give me more likes. That'd be great. I try to post a new episode every Friday when they drop. Um, I have an email, Roel, sjr at gmail.com. Um, you guys can email me there if you have any questions or you want to tell me what you like about the podcast. That's great. You know, whatever. If you're if you're maybe a comedian or somebody and you want to be a guest on the show, you can always email me there as well. And uh, that's going to do it, guys. Uh, check out worldofroad.com for all other episodes, too. You can check out some photos. I haven't really been updating it as much. I mean, I haven't had to, but a lot of good stuff there. So um, that's going to do it, guys. You've been listening to The World of Row, and stay tuned as The World of Row turns. And have a great weekend, everyone.